Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Welcome Holy Spirit. put those hands together and tell him thank you you're good all by yourself hallelujah hallelujah good all by yourself come on lift those hands just before you be seated from down on the inside of you you tell him something hallelujah take my mind so cold take completely control God of me Welcome, Holy Spirit. Come on, tell him. We're here in the presence of a living God. And we bless your name this morning. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday, what we're going through, what we're dealing with, what pain may even be in our bodies. But right now, we honor you, oh God. Father, we're honoring you this morning. We're honoring you, oh God. We're worshiping you. You deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. You deserve the praise. Oh, God, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. What a privilege we have that we can feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you. 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 You may be seated in his presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. Honor the Lord for being here this morning. And just, I am in love with God. I'm in love with God. While I love Bishop Ed, and God knows we I appreciate God for him. But even more so, I am in 
love with God. And he keeps making me fall in love with him over and over and over again. I can't help it. I can't help it. Ah, I love the Lord and I just bless him for what he's doing in and through our lives. Amen. God is a good God. I really appreciate all of you who went with us last Sunday down to Sumter. We had a wonderful time in the Lord. You know, I love when the body of Christ fellowships together. It's just a wonderful time of fellowship. Wonderful time of fellowship. Thank you all. I bless you, our Father's house. Amen. Amen. And the Lord's going to open more doors, and not just for the bishop and myself, but for you too. Amen. Just watch what God does. We're not just up here talking just to talk. Because I just believe this is the season that God is going to loose the gifts in the body. Praise the Lord. Help us here this morning. So we, I, we're going to do something a little different. We've been talking about walking in, the, talking about the unconditional love of God. And the sacrificial love of God for the last few weeks. And I think for this is the fourth week we've doing this series on, the, yeah, this is the fourth week. I did two, I think Bishop did one. And I'm doing this again, to, I'm back here today. But we're going to do something a little bit different this morning. Bishop and I have been talking and talking to some of you and sharing how it's time for the body to work. Amen. Because the same Holy Ghost in us is the same one in you. Amen. And while we're sitting listening this morning, pray that the light, we know we have a storm outside, pray that the internet doesn't flicker because we're welcoming those who are online also. Amen. And we don't want them to, to be able to drop off. Amen. So I want us this morning, I, I'm, I'm just really honored, and this particular individual is, um, someone's going to come before us, and I have sat back and I'm watching God make him a minister I'm watching God make a minister I can remember I've known her almost all her life pretty much pretty much I, I start now I'm gonna say that Katrina yeah when she was born right yeah because I've been here 48 years and she's certainly not that old so that yeah you were one in the number <laughs> but I've seen her grow I mean, since they, in the last, I'd say, three, four years, she's grown exponentially in God. And it's no, it's nothing but her surrendering to the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And surrendering to the word, making a decision to let the word work on her. I've seen it. Yesterday, this is the one faithful, 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 but would always walk in the back. Amen. Stay in the back, work in the back, faithful from the back. But I've seen God start to push her forward. And one thing I appreciate God for, she's not resisting the push. Amen. And so... We have been talking, Bishop and I have been talking for some time saying, well, what we'll do is let different ones of the saints share on a Sunday morning, just a recap from the services before. Okay, just to come so, because, you know, as most of you, are, a lot of you are educators, probably most of you, 
school. <laughs> Most of your educators and you know, rather than you go to a, the next lesson, you need to go back and do a review. So we asked, I, we asked Sister Katrina this morning if she would come and just review unconditional love, sacrificial love, loving God's way. Amen. So I'm going to ask her to come if she's going to take, she's going to set up. I hope she can take as much of my preaching time this morning as the Lord uses her. So let's welcome her this morning. Amen. Come on, let's bless the Lord for her as she comes. Amen. God bless. I'm sorry. Amen, amen. Bless the Lord on this morning. Amen. Oh, my soul. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. I'm thankful and so grateful to be in the house of the Lord on this morning. I'm grateful for this day because, as I said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I am glad and I will rejoice in it. Amen. First, I want to give honor to God. For without him, I wouldn't be here today. I thank God for my leaders, Bishop Ed and Pastor Colleen Riley, to my wonderful family, my parents, and to our Father's House family. Amen. I'm so humbled to stand before you today to talk about the unconditional, sacrificial love of God. I went and I looked up the definition of Not subject to any conditions, not influenced by someone or something else, or not excuse me, or not requiring anything in exchange. Now, when we speak of unconditional or sacrificial love, we should automatically think of John chapter three verse sixteen, which we all should know, and it reads, "For God so loved the world." that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Now, God loved us so much that he sacrificed his son for us, even though he knew how he would be treated on earth, that he would be crucified because of his love for us, even though he knew some of us would reject him, some would curse him, and choose to just do things our own way. He still chose that sacrifice to allow his son to die so that we might live. Now, the good thing, the thing about God, there's nothing that shocks or surprises God. There's nothing that makes him nervous. <laughs> He's not sitting with his hands over his eyes saying, oh, oh boy, are they really about to do that? <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, if God was nervous, can you imagine how much trouble we would be in? <laughs> someone being zapped because they startled him. That's a scary thought. Now, regardless of how we may miss the mark, he still gave us the ultimate sacrifice, which was his son. I don't know any parent that would sacrifice their child or their own life for people that they know that's going to turn on them or act differently towards them. He still gave us the opportunity to experience his everlasting love. Now, the word everlasting, it reflects a beginning, but no ending. Life for us begins when we accept God and surrender to his will and his way for our lives. God's gift to us is everlasting love and everlasting life in him. We're going to look at 1 John chapter 4, 
verse 19. And it says, we love God because he first loved us. Now, we love conditionally because we love after being loved. God knew and loved us even before we were formed in our mother's wombs. But in order for us to love and to love unselfishly, we have to experience the love that we desire, which is one of our conditions to sharing love. And once we're hurt, then we're so quick to want to take that love away. Too often, when someone doesn't care for us, it's so easy for us to say, well, I don't care for them either. And that's what Satan comes to do. He comes to try to prevent us from experiencing God's unconditional love. Satan wants to distract us by trying to convince us that God doesn't really love us. He doesn't care about us. If God really loved us, we wouldn't experience different trials, different tribulations. Satan's purpose is to keep us from walking in the light and showing that light to others. Now we're looking at, we're going to look at John chapter 10, verse 10. Amen. And if you read it, if you turn with me in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But God said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Now, that thief, Satan, he comes to steal and rob you of your purpose. Rob you of your light. Rob you of your inheritance in the family of God. But God is here to provide life in him more abundantly. Now, when we think about abundant life, abundant life is not just financial. But it's concerning your health, your body, your mind, and your soul. Now, this again shows God's unconditional love for us. Because he wants us to prosper in every way. And, and not only does he want us to live, but he wants us to live abundantly in him. Amen. Now, unconditional love isn't based on race. It's not based on status. It's not based on who you know. Unconditional love says, I love you in spite of. I love you even though you may mistreat me. Even though you might hate me even though you may spread rumors about me. Yes. Unconditional love says, I still love you even after you turn your back on me. Right. Now, this is how God loves us, and he shows us examples of how we are just to love, how we are to love. And that's the, the beauty of God. He doesn't just tell us what to do, but he showed us what to do. He gave us living examples. We're going to look on looking at Matthew chapter 22nd, I'm sorry, chapter 22, verses 37 and through 39. And it reads, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, for the past couple of weeks, Bishop and Pastor Colleen, we've been talking about uh, with love, and we ask, who is your neighbor? Is your neighbor the person that lives next door to you, a couple of houses down from you? 
Is the person that is your neighbor just the person that stays above you in an apartment or under you? Well, your neighbor is anyone that you come in contact with that you have the opportunity to positively affect their lives. So your neighbor is that person that you may see on the corner that's begging for food. Your neighbor is that person, that, that single parent that you may see in the store that's trying to put her money together to feed her family. You have the opportunity to affect their lives and show God's character. We're going to look at Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And I'm going to read that from the NIV. And it reads, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Can you imagine testing Jesus? <laughs> Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked him again, Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, and this is, I know you know, you've heard the story of the Good Samaritan. So we're going to just talk a little bit about it. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. A priest, someone who's supposed to be representing God, walked on the other side just to keep from helping him. So too, a Levite, he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. Here's another person that's supposed to be representing the character of God, walked on the other side to keep from providing service. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, pouring out his expensive oil and wine on him. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii. And gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reverse you for any extra expense that you may have. Now, can you imagine you putting out your own money for someone that you don't know just to help them? Now, it didn't say whether the Samaritan had a relationship with God. But from his actions, we can assert that he at least had an encounter with God. Which led him to show this godly love, this godly character. Now, verse 36, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell to the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. And that's the type of love that we should show. With the Samaritan, he, he didn't know whether they were going to come back and attack him. He knew that they, him and the Jew, they didn't get along. 
but he risked his life to show love, to help someone in need, to help his neighbor. Amen. Now, love the one, love the one who doesn't love you. Meaning, I'm supposed to still love you when you don't like me, when you stop talking to me, when you misuse and abuse me, when we don't get along, when I can't stand the sight of you, when I can't stand to be in the room of you or to hear your voice. I'm supposed to still love you, and love will help me get over all of those little issues because it's the love of God. Now, the Samaritans showed that godly love because, again, they weren't supposed to help each other out. He, went, he, should have, he was supposed to do, naturally, he was supposed to do what the priest did, what the Levite did. He was supposed to walk to the other side and just keep going. Like, oh, oh, well, you know, that's his problem. But he didn't. You know, he, he didn't care whether he was in danger. He didn't care whether he could have been robbed or what it cost him to help care for him. He still showed that love. And just like the Samaritan and Jesus, we have to love by example. We can't just say, I love you, and then purposely hurt you. I love you, and I see you in need, and just walk away. Love says, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that you're okay. Loving unconditionally means I love you without expectations, without expecting you to do something for me or give me anything in return. Now, just like the Samaritan, even with, with Jesus, he knew we could never repay him. Jesus knew we could never repay him for the ultimate sacrifice, which was his son. But he still loved us anyway. He knew that there was nothing that we could give him that could amount to his son's love, his son's life. But he still made the sacrifice for us. We're looking at, we're going to turn to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Amen. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee. Now, God loved us even in the before. He loved us before we were. He loved us even though he knew what was going to happen in the end and in the beginning. He still loved us. Amen. And I just thank God because that unconditional love of God uh, is why I'm here today. It's why we're all here. Because not only did God love us, but someone else loved us. Someone else prayed for us. Someone else brought us here. And we thank God for that. Amen. And we're going to look to God. You know, Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for loving us even when we haven't loved the way you love, Lord. Help us to love unconditionally, even if it's not immediately reciprocated. Lord, let, let your light shine through us, that we may be a light to the world. That if they don't know you, Lord, they'll want to learn about you and get to know you. Help them to see you in us. And we'll forever give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory. When we'll forever seek to be just like you. To be like Jesus. Oh, how I long to be like him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank God. Praise the Lord.
Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, put our hands together for Jesus. Come on, let's put our hands together for the word. Amen. 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 The Lord is just so good. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all have to excuse me. I'm excited. God is good. God is so good. I bless the Lord for Sister Katrina this morning. I really do. That means somebody listening when we preach. Amen. God is just good. Honor the Lord again for just what he's doing. Saints, we've got to get unconditional love right. We've got to get it right. Because everything we do, everything that God did, he did because of love. Everything. We've heard it and we've taught it. We know God wanted a family. He wanted people that he, who would love him. So he created a world. And then we still messed it up. Yes. And are still messing it up. But then he sent Jesus. He so loved that he gave. This is what God has for us. Everything is because of love. I, I just have a couple notes. I'm not going to be long. I'm not, because Katrina has pretty much covered the sermon for today. But I just want to show us something as we go. I want to talk. Katrina brought us up to date, and she did an amazing job. Katrina, you did an amazing job. Amen. Amen. Come on, we can do better. Come on, let's tell the Lord thank you again for her. It's not an easy, that's not easy, always to come up here every, to talk to y'all. And sometimes y'all look like this right here. And every now and then you may get an amen. I, I, I praise the That's not always easy. But we bless the Lord for you. But what she did, she laid a foundation. She brought us up to date to where we're going to go further today. And I'm not going to, I trust not to be long this morning because she's already laid the foundation. But I want to talk about uh, walking in God's love. What does that look like? How do we get there? What do, how do we get there? Because I can know it all up here, but if I don't put it to practice, I'm just full of knowledge. I can know theoretically how to drive a car, I can go on YouTube and look at it, or I can play game, video games and drive on video games. I can read the book, the driver's training book, and I could recite the book for you. Yes. If I were able to do that, but it's nothing like sitting behind a wheel, cranking that car, and driving it. So now that we're learning about God's unconditional love, God's amazing love, how do we walk in it, Dale? Yes. Walking in God's unconditional love. We know, we talked for months in Bible study from John chapters 13 to 17. This is from, uh, where Jesus was talking at the Last Supper. 
We talked from we talked about that for a long time because we were talking about how Jesus said he was he was telling his disciples that he was going away. But he was going to send them, he wasn't going to leave them comfortless, but he was going to send them another comforter. Let me just stop right here for a minute. Simone, be encouraged in the Lord. Be encouraged. God is so mindful of you. He got you, okay? I want you to know he got you. Jesus was talking about... He, how he was going to go away, and the disciples were sad because they had been with him. I mean, they have here, they've, they've been up and down for three and a half years, and now all of a sudden he's telling them, I'm going to leave you now. All along he'd been dropping the hints and telling them, but I don't think they believed him. But so now he said, I'm, It's time for me to go. My time is almost here. He said, But, he said, But I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He said, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. But if you go, really go back, and look and, and read chapters 13 to 17. Read it not only from the perspective that Jesus is telling them that he's going to go away. But read it from the perspective of Jesus talking to them about his relationship. The relationship with the Father. The relationship he had with people and the relationship that we would have with him. Mm -hmm. All right, I, I really want us to, to see this. Look at John the 14th chapter. Look at John the 14th chapter. And look at, and as we look at this, I want you to see and look at, really see the heart of Jesus as he's talking to his disciples. And this is not just for the disciples who were there. This is for us too. All right. Let's look at John chapter 14 verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. How many of us here say we love the Lord? Let, let, let me see hands this morning. How many of us say we love the, we love the Lord? So now the charge to all of us is what? Keep my commandments. And Jesus said this. And I will pray the Father that he will give you another comforter. Because remember, they're sad now. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, and Bishop preached that spirit, taught that spirit of truth so profoundly. Oh my goodness gracious. The spirit of truth, who the spirit of truth is. And remember in the Bible, anytime you see that capital S, we're talking about the Holy Ghost. We're talking about the Holy Ghost. So here, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Okay? It seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But if ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. That's important. And I, 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 I want us to look, I want us to really see relationship this morning. And how we'll walk with God with relationship. We've got to go back and, rem and look at the fact, um, Elder Isidore, how 
Jesus was born of the Holy Ghost. The work that he did was done by the power of the Holy Ghost. We may call it Holy Ghost. We may, some may call him Holy Spirit. May call him Holy Ghost or call him Holy Spirit. Same person. But everything that he did was done through the power of the Holy Spirit that was on the inside. Are we understanding? So now he's telling them, even the spirit of truth, whom the world can't receive. The world can't receive the Holy Ghost. Because he's a spirit. And they belong to another spirit, as we were. Because it seeth him not, neither does it know him. Flesh and blood doesn't understand the things of the spirit. The word even tells us they're spiritually discerned. But he says this to the disciples. He said, but ye, you know him. Because he dwells with you. He didn't say he was in them. He said, because he's dwelling with you. Then he said, and shall be in you. That's big right there. He's with you. In other words, the Holy Spirit was right there with them because he was in, in Christ. So now he was with them, but he said then he's going to be in you. He was prophesying right there. All right, but let's go on. I, I, I. There is something called colorblindness. <coughs> People who are colorblind, they have difficulties discerning or distinct, distinct, distinguishing colors. Sometimes they have difficulty with driving because they don't see red as red and green as green. They have to learn how to distinguish those colors. For example, it's hard for them to distinguish between blue and green or yellow and red or purple and red and, and even yellow and pink. And see, that's how the world will see Christ. They will see Christ as this is the Christ. They say, oh no, somebody else said, no, this is the Christ. Oh no, he's out in the desert. Oh no, he's out in the mountain. Because they cannot discern who real God is because the God of this world has blinded their eyes. We're talking this morning about walking in God's love. He said this in verse 18. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I will come to you. This is Jesus talking. He said, but I'm not going, I'm going away. He said, told him that already early up in the chapter. He said, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. He said, I'm going to come, I'm coming to you. He told them that, and let's go on 19, yet a little while. And the world see me no more. But you see me. But you see me. Because I live, you're going to live also. And he's still talking about, he's still teaching them. Remember, he's teaching them relationship. Because I live, I'm going to, he said, the world won't see me no more. But he knew he, was, he wasn't going to be dead. All, that was just his flesh going. But he, look what he says. Because I live, you are going to be able to live also. That's powerful. 
and, and, and I really want us to see this from a relationship or a relational perspective. Look at what Jesus is teaching us about who we are. About who we are. Look, ah, bless the Lord. I want, let me go on. Mm. This is relationship. Those who are not born of God really don't know him. They can't know him. We have family members who don't know him. We have other loved ones who don't know him. And we, Dale, in some cases, are the only God they'll see. Katrina said something. She said, those people, and I'm paraphrasing, who we don't like, who don't like us, who we don't get along with, who we don't want to see come, but we are the only God some of them will see. We're quiet this morning. I know you're listening. Because he's in us. Because if God is in you, Brother Kofi, your work, the people you work with, your next door neighbor, if he's in us, people need to be able to feel what's in us. They need to be able to feel what's in us. He's talking relationship. Mm. I want us to look at verse 20. And this verse stuck out at me because I want to show you something. At that day, ye shall know that I am in the Father. I want us to look at this. And you are in me. And I am in you. We talk a relationship. This is the relationship that Jesus promised us that we're going to have. And this is what we have now after we're born again. But we sometimes don't really realize who we are. I want to show you something. I say, well, Lord, how can I show this? Just follow me here. Let's say the water is God. Can we do that? The water is God. But Jesus said, I'm in the Father. Y'all so quiet. Are you watching online? Amen. Let me make sure. I want to see this. I want y'all to see. The red is Jesus. We're in the Father. He's in the Father. Water is God. Is it all the way down there? Yeah, that's it. God is the Father. Look at this. The Word said, Jesus said this. At that day, in other words, the day that we're born of the Father, we're born again. Know that I'm in the Father and you are in me. Let's say this is us. 
we were ignorant out, I didn't have any black paper towel, but we were ignorant and out of the way. Look at this. I'm in the Father, God, Jesus is in the Father, and we are in him. It's not, look at this, let me see if I can get it. We don't look the same anymore. Mm -hmm. What we reflect should reflect mm -hmm. the Godhead. Yes. Jesus said, I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. So, wherever I go, That same God, that same Jesus who's in the Father, and we in Him goes wherever we go. There is no difference. This is just as wet as this is in here. Okay, let's do it this way then. Let's say this one's name is Joyce. Joyce over in Kenya. Now you're not Kenya, Ghana. Ghana. Joyce was over in Ghana. Same father. Same Jesus. And all of this was done by the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's just as wet as the water in there. Can we see this? This one, I deliberately wet this morning. Maybe getting ahead of myself, but I want us to see this. You're shaking your head, Dale, you see. This is what happens to us when we don't fellowship with the Spirit. I left this one sitting out deliberately so that it would dry. Has the same potential. Are we seeing? But it has not stayed in fellowship and contact with the Holy Spirit. Fellow, and how do we fellowship with God? And fellowship, how? Help me hear Holy Ghost. How do we stay ready for God to use us? Not that we haven't had an experience with him. Not that he's not in our fiber. Not that we haven't been changed. But when it's time now. Come here, Bishop, please. Bless you. When it's time for somebody, let's say, let's say if he had something dirty on his hands. Look at this. Can we see this? Something dirty on his hands. It would come off. Why? Because it could be something dirty in someone's soul, anything. They need help. Are we seeing? But this one. We're talking about walking in the love of God. This one needs help. They have, 
they, I told y'all one time how someone told me, turn a little bit this way for me. Someone told me, I heard that you were, this was years ago, thank God. I heard that you were a Christian counselor. I, I heard that you were a counselor and your son told us you all were Christians, but I needed a Christian counselor, but I didn't think I could come to you. Want to know why that was? Had it. Had what I was supposed to have but wasn't connected to the source. So when people need us, they feel rough flesh. Are we seeing this? They feel our rough flesh as opposed to getting the supply that they need. Are we understanding? Jesus, thank you, babe. Bishop, Bishop, Bishop Bay. G and, and, oh, let me say this too. I'm going to show you something. Look at this one. This is some of us. Oh, let me do this one back again. Hold on, let me use this one. Because this one, we have it. We've had experience with God. We know him. But what happens? There's some things that we still choose to hold on to. And when we hold on to these things. Bishop, come, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come back again, please. When we hold on to these things. They may say, I need prayer. So we may pray, pray for them today. And you help them. Or tomorrow they may need counsel. You tell them, get out your face. Because you're not fully immersed. You're only partly giving over. When we don't walk as who we are called to be. And I want us to see this. When we don't walk in the love of God. Souls won't want to come to Christ based on what? They won't want to come to church. You go to church? They won't want to come to church with us. They won't want to come to God with us. And it's not always just about bringing somebody to church. Yes, bring people to church. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, because you may meet some people, you may be in on, on vacation somewhere, up in the mountains somewhere, and, and the Holy Spirit tell you to minister to somebody. But if you and your husband, I won't give you you and your husband, if me and Bishop, let's say we're fussing and yakking, and then it's time for somebody who needs Christ, this is what they're going to get. This right here to dry. But if God wants us not like this, Part, partial. He wants 100% Christ all of the time. Are we understanding? Can we see this? This is why it's important. And you know what the word says? And I'm almost done. Thank you, babe. The word says in Colossians 3 and 3, it tells us that our life is hid 
Christ in God. We're in there. All we have to now do is keep the commandments. And what is the commandments? All of the commandments and the prophet, all of the law and the prophets hinge on two commandments. And what are they? Love God and love people. It's that simple. Love God and love people. If you now go back to John 14 and look at verse 21. He that hath my commandments. We got the word. We've been taught the word. So he that hath my commandments. We got them. And do what though? Keep them. Because if we don't keep them, this is what we're going to look like. This right here. I'll keep some of them, but not some. But when people look at us, when people are hurting and need prayer, then we have to repent before we can pray. Are we understanding? But we don't just, we can't just have the word. But we've got to keep the word. He who has my word, the commandments, and keep them. He who loves God and loves people. Let's see what, it, what the word says. He it is who loves me. I ask us a question from the beginning. How many of us love God? But the question would be, are we keeping his commandments? Can people say now? There goes somebody I know love God. And do you know sometimes the world will deliberately try us? I'm not the whole world. You understand? There are some people who will deliberately try us just to see how we're going to respond. And then they will say, see, I knew Christians weren't real anyway. But when we are totally... Giving over. Totally. And completely. Nothing. Will move us. We'll get up in the morning. With a heart to want to please the Lord. And lay down at night. Lord I'm going to get up in the morning again. To please you tomorrow. Stuff. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all something. Life comes at us. Everything is not the devil. Those of you who are online, life comes at us. And when life comes, when life comes, I want us to know, I want us to know that God's expectation of us is still the same. It's still the same. All right? God's expectation of us is always the same. You can go ahead. It's always the same. When 
Life comes and we're squeezed. Nothing but Christ should come out. And nothing but the love of God should come out. I'm not saying things won't touch us. I'm not saying things won't hurt. But I've learned, I've learned something. If we, ah, shit, I, I thank you, Holy Ghost. If we listen to the Holy Ghost. He told me that something happened in the last couple weeks. Within the last couple weeks. And it, it had the potential to do something to me. But I heard him say, let that go. Just let it go. I said, okay. So I said, okay. What did I let go? I let go the fact that the thought, how could they do that to me? Why would they do that to me? It didn't even matter anymore. Then you find out it wasn't even like that anyway. It was not even the intent. But if I had let my mind go down that road, with, remember I told you about those conversations we have in our mind? Who, who told me? That wasn't just me thinking that. We have an adversary. So when we're squeezed, Jesus is in God. He's in us. And we're in him. So what should come out? Nothing but God. And I say nothing but God. But let me take it even further. What should come out? None but love. Love God. Love people. And this is not something that we have to go back to the altar for. I understand what I'm saying. Some people do. But I want you to see something. If you see that you're not loving right, God help me to love. Teach me to humble myself. Let me humble myself. Not always thinking I'm better, I'm more than what I. I don't have to get out on my knees. And, oh God, oh God. No, Lord, I'm sorry. Those times when we don't get it right, forgive me and get up and keep going. Don't beat yourself up. Because number one, God is not mad at you. Do I need to say that again? God is not mad at you. He ain't mad. He ain't mad at you. Yeah, I said ain't. God's not mad at you. See, because he knows. Katrina said it so profoundly. He already knew what you're going to do. See, he knows it's already in your heart. I'm not saying stay there. I'm not saying stay there. What I am saying is you see yourself. Don't stay there. If when you squeeze, something comes out other than Christ or the love of God, you repent. Some of you time you need to go to people and repent. Oh, y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then, God, I ain't going to be found there tomorrow. I'm going to apply the word that I know. I'm going to humble myself. I'm not going to be so quick at my mouth. I'm going to be considerate of other people. 
I'm going to let my words be seasoned with grace. Not so quick to want to hurt folks. Just because I can don't mean it's always good too. Just because we can say it doesn't mean it's always good to say. I'm learning something as I'm getting older, Dale. Oh, I wish I'd learned this older when I was younger. It's not always necessary to say something. It's not. It's not always necessary to say something. Like, it's not. Can I use that as an example just there? You mind? I just called Dale's name and her phone rang. She forgot to put it on silent this morning. Why? It, no, no, no. Or whatever happened. Whatever happened. The noise came from, her, from over there. Let me just say it that way. And I'm just going to use this. I can remember. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, I'm just, this is just what I call a teachable moment. What was better? For me just to go on? Because if I had said, yeah, Dale, goodness, you know, interrupted. Or I could say, or I can do this like I did. Just go on while she's fixing it. Because you know she didn't mean it. That's not her heart. So why do we always have to address something? We don't always have to address things with our spouses. We don't always have to address things with each other. Now sometimes, after a while, it needs to be addressed. After a while, it, but then when it needs to be addressed, how do we address it? Do we address it in the spirit? In the spirit of love? I ain't talking about your phone number now. <laughs> I'm moving on. Are we understanding? Do we address it in the spirit of love? Are we understanding? And sometimes, just because an individual is wrong, we need sometimes to ask God, how do we deal with it? Just because we can, doesn't always mean we should. We sometimes may not even be the one to do it. When life comes at us, nothing should come out. Are we understanding? Can we see this? So when we get up in the morning, get up. Mm -mm, let me back that up some. When we leave our, on our way out today, if somebody step on your toe, what are we going to do? How about let love flow? How about let's love God and love people? Let's love people the way we want people to love us. Let's be merciful unto others the way we want people to be merciful. Some of us have not been able to grow. See this here? We're stagnated. And this, we can't seem to get it cranked up again. This part right here. This part right here. Why? We're back in church. We're working for the Lord. But we know there's still something missing. 
Some of us, there's some people we need to forgive. Some stuff we need to let go. Are we understanding? Right here. We need to let it go. See, because as long as we own, as long as we hold on to this stuff right here, not that God hasn't touched those areas before. There's some conversation we've been having in our mind about and rehearsing some some people about some things that have happened in our past. They were ugly. They was they weren't nice. But are we here? So we're stuck. Can't go all the way in because this thing got us stuck. And we want to go. There's some folks who want to go. They see other folks moving and how. And some of them were in the same situation they were in. And they want to go too. But they haven't forgiven completely. So they need to let this go. God help me to forgive. Some folks got stuff against people who did. And it has their life stuck. Help us here. Are we hearing God this morning? Are we hearing God? What the Lord is saying, I want to love through you. I want to love through you. God has extended relationship to us. New people will come in off the street. They'll plunge in. Other folks who've already had experiences, some of them have lost their way. They'll come in. These. What the Lord is doing with this is showing the love of God. It's the love of God that's going to break this. And it's the word that's going to break it. Because you want to let it go. You really, really do. Because you've been carrying this a long time. Long time. And you feel like it has helped to change the direction of your life. And I'm not just talking in the house, but online too. Some things could have gone differently if it wasn't for this. Not that you hadn't experienced God, but this thing is still there. But God is saying it's time for this to be broken. Trust in the Lord in this. Be honest with yourself and with your God. I'm not past this yet. Tell God I ain't past it. It happened, yes. It wasn't pretty, yes. Because what the Lord desires to do with you is not just, but I wish I had another dish. Not just submerge you completely. 
but to take this yeah that'll work thank you but to take this hold this the mic for me babe but what he wants to do with you not only to get you all the way into him but to take you right where you are and use you over here in this area so a whole nother group will be called and used to God we have some tissue please can we see that I just heard the Lord say that. That's for somebody. Somebody online. Thank you. And in the house. No. The drop-in part was for you in the house. The This over here is for somebody online. And you'll call me. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's got to be 100%. extended his heart to us. We're born again to love. Let's stand on our feet. Are we hearing God today? And look at this relationship. I want you to remember this relationship. Remember the relationship. This is all about love right here. We're called to love. Lift your hands right where you are. Lord, you see us. You see us. Could you see me? We want to love like you love. Help us to forgive. Help us to forgive. Strengthen us on the inside. Help us to live so that when we're squeezed, when life comes, when trials comes, or when afflictions come, when turbulence comes, we feel nothing but you. Nothing comes out but you. Squeeze us, Jesus. Until nothing comes out but you wash us, cleanse us, break us. As that, as that pottery was on the potter's wheel it said you broke it again Lord and you built a new vessel one such as was pleasing to you so God make us again mold us again shape us again so that we can honor you in everything we do we bless you for it God we love you. 
we honor you. Father, we want to honor you with our lives. I want to honor you with my life. You've been good to me. Honor you, Lord, with my life. If that's your desire, say, Father, I want to honor you with my life. So that when trials come, the trials of life come, you can still look on me and be pleased. Remember, Lord, how you looked on Jesus and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. We want you to look on us and say, this is your child in whom you are well pleased. Help us, Lord. You're growing us up together. And we thank you for it. We're going to honor you, Jesus. We thank you for it. For those of you who are online, the same, tell him, say, God, help me to honor you with my life. Situations change. But God's love is consistent. It always remains the same. So we bless you this morning, Lord. We praise you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you praise. Thank you. Thank you because our life is hidden in Christ, in you. What a blessing. What a blessing. Thank God. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. That my life is hid in God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. You may be seated in his presence. Are we learning this morning? Are we learning? Can we see? Can we see it? Yeah, can we see how our life is? We can't get away. We can act dry if we want to, but we can't get away. And that dry tissue, we'd be miserable. We'd be miserable. You can keep on. We'd be miserable because we're not connected to the source. Let's stay connected. Stay connected. Amen. The Lord bless you. It's time for giving in the house. Amen. Amen. It's time for giving in the house. I bless the Lord for you this morning. I honor God. Thanks for honor God. There is a song. It says, Oh, I want to know you more. Deep within my soul, I want to know you. It said, I will give my final breath just to know you in your death and resurrection. God, I want to know you more. God, I want to know you. You all, let's stay connected. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Talk to God. Spend time with Him. Amen. Spend time. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.